I've got cancer, but I'm part of a clinical trial that could lead to new breakthroughs. I've got cancer, but I've also got researchers working together to find a cure. If you or a loved one has cancer, you need New Jersey's only comprehensive cancer center designated by the National Cancer Institute. I've got cancer, but I've also got hope. Learn more at rwjbh.org slash beatcancer. RWJ Barnabas Health and Rutgers Cancer Institute of New Jersey. Let's beat cancer together. RWJ Barnabas Health, New Jersey's largest academic health care system and official health care provider of the New Jersey Devils. Let's be healthy together. Learn more at rwjbh.org. Speak of the Devils is supported by Riverside Oral Surgery, official partner of the New Jersey Devils. Hello again, everyone. I'm Matt Lachlan, along with my colleague Sam Kassan. Welcome to Speak of the Devils, our podcast presented by RWJ Barnabas Health. We come to you from the Legacy Lounge, where we're joined by Jesper Brett. Jesper, thanks very much for spending time with us. Thanks for having me, guys. Sam, I'm going to let you lead off with the questions this time. Throw you a little curveball, a little off-speed. Okay, that works for me. <laughs> well, Jesper, we're talking right as the season comes to a close, so obviously a, a bittersweet feeling here, disappointed that Things didn't go the way you'd hoped as a team. So when you look at this team, though, how do you evaluate this season, and what does this team need to do to take that next step? First of all, I see that next season we're, we're coming back with one year more experience. I mean, we have younger guys, Mercer, that I think really had a good rookie season. He's coming back one year, one year older. Jack really started involved as an all-star elite player. We bring a lot more experience into next year, and... Obviously, this year was, was a disappointment. We had really high expectations and uh, didn't really get together as a group. And uh, it's, it's, it's kind of a tough thing sitting here today in a way. Like, I'm, I'm happy to sit here with you guys, but uh, at the same time, we, we wanted the season to go, go a long way further than it did. And you mentioned those pieces. Is that kind of what gives you some hope looking on next year? I mean, you had a career year. Jack had a career year. Nico had a career year. Dawson coming on the scene. All these elements seem to be there. The pieces seem to be there. Obviously, you need to add a little on the edges and, and tinker with things, but the, the core is certainly there. Yeah, for sure. And I think we we are a younger team, but also we have a lot of experience now. Uh, I mean, even even Jack is 20, 21 years old, and I'm 23, but we're, we're still in our third, fourth, and fifth year uh, going into our fourth and sixth year. So uh, I think when you see some of the some of the players, some of the situations we play this year, and how our players are going to be more experienced next year bring, brings a lot of excitement. And as you said about myself, too, I feel like I did a lot of good things throughout the year and really evolved as, as a better player than I've been before. And, uh, but at the same time, I feel like I, I have a lot higher levels and there's still things in the, in the game that I feel like I can, I can improve on. And that brings a lot of excitement to myself, knowing that I, can go, I have a lot of things going into the summer working on to become better. And... Uh, that, that, that's what I think that everyone in the, in the room is having, too. And I know Maddie wants to touch on that, but quickly, you mentioned the age of the group and the experience of the group. We officially done, and Maddie and I have this conversation, we done saying this is a young team because you do have so much experience now. You've got so many games played. It, it, it is young age-wise. You guys are all in your early 20s, but now you've been around the league quite a few years. It's time to kind of take that next step and say, all right, we're not a young team anymore. It's time to get it done. Yeah, for sure. I don't see myself as a young player. I see myself in a experienced player and I think everyone that's been playing now with the team sees sees each other kind of the same way and uh, that's kind of the mentality I don't I don't see that we're going in and 
we're the, we're the young guys and all that. So I, th I think we should see ourselves as experienced guys that going in that wants to compete and wants to win. And I think that's going to be the next, next step for this team. Clearly, there were injuries. Clearly, there were issues with seven goaltenders being employed. That's no recipe for success in any league anywhere in the world. Beyond that, though, rather than lean on those, and those are very real reasons, what else didn't go right for this team? Like, where does the change have to occur in improved play? And, and what disappointed you about some of the things that happened? Especially, um, I would say, playing with a lead was something that we, we struggled as a team. There was way too many games that we were playing extremely good hockey, first, second period, and then kind of collapsed a little bit as a young, scared team in the third period. And that's something that it takes time and it has to, we have, have to get over that bump. And it's going to be, it is a lot of our experience, it's a lot about mindset, it's a lot about the mentality of players to wanting to making a difference. And we're going in with, to next year with a lot of stuff to learn. And we remember those things, like those, those things, those kind of games stinks and you, you still remember them when you were playing and you have a two, three goal lead and you, they come back and you lose it over, all of a sudden over time and all of a sudden you, you only get one point and you get that down feeling. Like those are, those are bumps that we have to get over as a team and that, those were things that struggled for us. And then that goes hand in hand with uh, playing for each other and playing with that edge that you want to make a difference defensively too. Uh, mostly defensively in every shift, especially in the end of periods and end of games. You know, Nico at times would say after a loss like that, he, he most recently said it in the home game uh, against Carolina, where the two-goal lead in the last five minutes of the game went by the boards and you lose in overtime. You know, he was talking about the learning experience and like knowing how to play. Was that where the breakdown, like some guys just didn't stick with the plan? Uh, it, can, it can be that and it can also be like the... When when a when a younger team is is on a lead and an experienced team coming in, they're just keep pushing, pushing. Uh, a lot a lot of the times you're you're not resetting to play the simple game, and you get away from it a little bit, and you start wanting to wanting to score, wanting to create a scoring chance, and you're maybe not coming as hard back into D zone, and all of a sudden they're strong, they're they're more experienced, and they. Uh, it, it can some, sometimes, sometimes it hurts you and it did a lot this season that we were probably trying to play a little pretty and uh, we wanted to create so much offensively that that hurt us because that's what it is, Defen defensive games and def a really good defensive team usually wins, like that's the long term. For sure, that's where it really does begin. As much as we like to see goals, and goals were up this year, it does start on the defensive end of things. Lindy did say in his last news conference uh, final, uh, following the, the Detroit game that there has to be, the team has to hate to lose. I, I, I think individually some guys hate to lose. Was that, does, well, get your reaction to that statement that he made. Does this team, did this team hate to lose enough? I don't think so, because I think that if we if we did that, then we would have obviously had more and won more games that we were going into third period with a lead. But I think that's that is that is a learning experience. That is a learning phase that this team has to go through. Like now, it's been since under Linda, it's been two years now with them as coaches and all that stuff that we haven't been able to 
get over that 0.5 wins a game and like all that stuff and like and winning more games and that has to come from from us players we have to be able to find ways to win and like we we still talk about the the team the road trip we had and we won in Vegas that feeling when we came back and we won a tough game it was a team win against a team that really need to win and we crushed their playoff dreams that feeling is something that we have to love so much more than we're scared to lose and that's probably the the hump that we have to get over and that we ha- we have to be honest with each other and we have to get over that hump as a group being scared to lose because Nico did mention that too he thought the team that sometimes after that Carolina game was scared in the final minutes how do you get over that is it just going through the situations time and again and learning how to better adapt to it or is it a mindset a mentality like when you go over the boards with five minutes left of the lead what needs to be the mindset how do you learn those lessons the mindset have to have what I think has to be to do everything you can to to win like that that is just like you have to be you have to be willing to do things for the team and not for yourself to win games like that's and that that is a learning experience we have we have a lot of young guys we have a lot of guys who wants to score goals like that is like a hump that we have to get over and it's going to start already with this summer with everyone's their own mindset going into the summer and their own work as they're skating they're wanting to be better every day not just show up at the workout do whatever the coach say and like wanting to be better than the guy that stands next to you too like that has something that builds up over over a long time and then then you set the standard in training camp and obviously that that has to come from in the room right that's guys holding each yeah, other accountable exactly. yeah yeah that's it's it's to us like a, co- a coach can stand and say whatever but if the guys don't bond into each other and help each other and wanting to play for each other, then it's not going to work out. What worked for you this year? Obviously, set career numbers across the board, nearly a point-per-game player. Did something just kind of click? Did you just feel more comfortable? Like, what do you think was the, the, one of the reasons for your success this season? I think it started a little bit last year when I feel like I really started to take my, my game to the next step, and I feel more comfortable in the, in the system. I feel like I was older. I feel like I knew more how the league worked. And... Um, I feel like this year too, it, it came along with and I feel like already ever going into every game, I feel like I could make a difference. I feel like I can, I can do something. This guy's not just going to take the puck off of me. I'm, I'm going to be harder. I'm going to want to score more. I'm going to want to make a difference to the team. And I think that, that was work. It, it comes from a lot of years with hard work. And um, finally, uh, if you say so, it, it paid off a little bit. But at the same time, as, as I said in the beginning of the podcast, I think... I still have a lot of things that I wanted to get better at. And I think I can still take my game to a lot higher levels. And that brings me a lot of excitement because um, I'm not going to sit here and be, be happy in a way with a season unless I'm holding a cup. So I, I'm, still, I'm still really hungry for a lot more. Oh, there's a lot more on the horizon for you. And you bring up an interesting point, the extra levels. Because the one thing we all wonder in this business is when someone has a career year is that the career high and that's it that's the bar and he'll never get there again or does he exceed it does he show that this is the breakout what gives you the confidence that you're going to get to another level that you can score more points get the team into the playoffs be part of that and maybe raise a cup in the next couple of years but more importantly just be able to get to those extra levels you talked about i feel like i've always been someone who sets a lot of goals and always wanted to be better. I feel like I even even throughout games this season when I could have had really good games, I, I still felt that tomorrow is still the next day because 
tomorrow I still have to do it again. I still have to be better next game. And I'm going into this all this off season with only the mindset of helping my team to win more games and be better than I was next year. That's that's always going to be. Then it can be like some season when it's a point points come like easier and easier. But I want to give myself all the chance that I can to be better and give myself a better opportunity to have more goals, to have win more games for the team, to be that key player in key moments. I, I want to give myself the chance and opportunity from hard work to be that guy. And I feel like that's how you, that's how you get successful on a daily basis, getting better. It, so what is the, what it would be the goal for next year? More points, more goals? Like, what are you looking to improve on so that you look back, there'll be team success, but the personal success will be there too? If, in fact, you've just kind of set a, a baseline now for what you can do. Yeah, obviously it's obviously it's easy to sit and say, oh, I want to have more goals, I want to have more points, and all that stuff. But I want to like, yeah, I I want to be a better player. I want to help the team to win more games. I want to be more counted on as a player from the coach. I want to play more minutes. I want to show the team that I can be. I want to be in on key moments of the game when when the game is on the line. Yeah, I I want to be the guy that the coach has put out first. Like I want to. Yeah, obviously it comes with having more goals, having more points, but become a bigger player in the league and take my game to an elite level. Do you, I think you led the team in shots on goal or you were close to the team lead. Do you have to shoot the puck more? Sometimes, I've got to be honest, I know you're not listening while you're playing to the radio broadcast, <laughs> but there'll be occasions when Chico and I will go, oh, Jesper had a chance, look for a better one. Yeah, are we sure. being are, are we seeing something that you agree with, or are we off base? No, for sure. I think like I, I've, I've always had a passing, passing mindset ever since I was little, and that's something that I worked on throughout my whole career, and that's something that I'm going to keep working on. And I think this year I, I took more shots, and I, it led to more goals, and I, I still look back in my season and feel like I can, I can do a lot more than that, and I can do a lot, have a lot more shots. I can create more chances, more second chances. Those are things that I feel like I can still improve, and that's why I don't always agree when people are saying, oh, great year, great year, great year, because I think that there's still so many things that I can do to be better and to take my game to the next level. And I, I'm sitting here now, I almost just want to get back at it so I can get even better, which is, which is the feeling that uh, obviously it's tough because I was wishing that we still played games that I can prove that now but now I get a chance to recover my body get better get in better shape and come back even stronger and hopefully we sit here next year around uh, around June instead speaking of getting better over the summer what are some of the things you want to work on whether it's adding strength working on certain areas and I remember talking to you last year you said last year you worked a lot on your shot so getting your time and getting your accuracy? Like, is there something this year that you're looking to work on? That's for sure going to be one thing that I'm going to keep working on and keep getting better at too. Improve my quick release, improve my one-timer, improve my net front play. Um, those are things that I'm going to put a lot of time in. And then it's the obvious obvious things. I Like people say every summer, I want to come back here stronger and faster and uh, quicker and more explosive. And those are general things that... I, I want to come into the gym every every day with a purpose to get better, and I know that I'm surrounded by the best player and best best people to help me reach those goals, and um, that's um, that brings brings excitement to me.
How do, how do you get stronger? Is it just hitting the weights, getting in the weight room, and even getting quicker and more explosive? Is that weighted sprints? Like, like how do you come, kind of go about Yeah, it comes a lot from sprint training and agility sprints and quickness. And uh, we put a lot of, lot of time into that and a lot of time into details. And uh, I have a workout coach that I've been working with since I was 18 right? uh, that I trust, trust to 100% in his way of getting me in the best shape possible. And uh, I'm excited going back there. It's a lot of heavy, heavy, good, powerful sessions that, that I know works for me and puts me in the best shape. Do you have a group of guys that you work out with in the summer? And yeah, play with? Uh, Holtz is one of those guys, so uh, it's going to be exciting going. Uh, I know it's going to be fun to, to have him back and try to push him, and I know he pushes me to, to become better and make our, give ourselves the best chance to be in the best shape possible when we show up here for camp. And are guys like him also would get you excited about next season? Obviously, we assume he'll probably make that next step and with all these elements kind of coming together. Yeah, for sure. I think this was a learningful and good learning year for him. He played, he's been playing some really, really good hockey down in Utica, and he got to, to touch on it here in, uh, in the NHL too, and I think that gives him excited to put in extra work and hard work this summer to really become a key player for us next year. And it's going to be fun being part of that journey. I'm going to push him every day to get there. What were your observations about his little sample in the NHL? He had such great success at Utica, and this is his first full year in North America, but what did you think about his nine-game sample in the NHL? It's a, it's a little hard to say. Like He was a little up and down in one or two games there, here and there, and I, I watched a couple of his highlight moves and stuff down in Utica, and you could really see his confidence he was playing with down there. And I think that was maybe the thing that comes a little more naturally when it comes with experience and more games and, and all that stuff. And uh, I obviously he, he's a guy that has one of the, probably the best wrist shots and one-timers that I've seen. And for him getting the confidence to use that more and creating more scoring chance opportunities is, is gonna help. And uh, what I've seen from him and uh, the times I, I play with him, I've, I've seen a lot of good things and I'm, I'm excited about what he's gonna bring into Utica in the playoff and then to, to the summer and then coming into camp next year. I would think the same is true about Fabian Zetterland. I didn't realize he had the kind of shot he had and the ability and want, desire to get to the middle of the ice. Yeah, for sure. This I, I played against him a little bit with the Team Sweden when we were younger and I played against him a little bit but never really got to spend too much time with him. I never really saw him play too much and I saw that obviously last year he had a good, good time with the with the Utica team, and then this year really took a next step down there. And when he when he came back, I thought he looked powerful. He was strong, and he I obviously always know about his shot. That was something that was known back home, and um, he he has that desire to shoot too, and he has the desire to to score goals, and that's what we need. And then you talked about confidence. He has a great year down there. Yeah. He comes up, has some success here, and it just makes you even more desirous of. of getting out there, shooting the puck. I mean, he was yeah. not afraid to do so. So you're going to go back home, back home to Stockholm. You're going to work. You talked about all those things. What are you, got, what are you going to do for fun? Yeah. Uh, it's, it starts out, actually, I'm going to get some, get some time off a little bit here in in U.S. together with my girlfriend. So we're, uh, we're taking a little trip to uh, St. Lucia, actually. I've had never really been, so uh, that's going to be exciting. Get, get a little time off and... Uh, I'm usually really, really bad with taking time off after the season. I usually fly home, and then almost when I land the plane in the morning, I usually go straight to meet up with my coach and start working out. I usually don't have the patience to 
wait around and rest and all that. So I feel like I was always too young to do that. So uh, this is actually the first time that I'm taking uh, just a few days off, um, just kind of try to recover, recover the body a little bit to get my mindset uh, reset a little bit to start working out, and then then it's actually pretty pretty much straight back to back to Stockholm with my my family and everything. I'm gonna probably enjoy a lot just hanging out with my family and friends. It's it was a short trip that I was in Stockholm last year because of COVID and my visa and all that stuff, and only get to be four weeks uh, back home last year. So for me, it's probably taking taking up a little time, spending a little more time with my family and have a little more family dinners and all that stuff. So. Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a really good time. Sun hardly sets in Northern Europe. Uh, yeah. I've been to Ireland many times, where my family originates from. And you know, the first time, even though you know it, the first time you go back, you go, "Wow, it's 10:30 and the sun's still up." <laughs> exactly. uh, so, so what are family times like for you? I, I can imagine. I have to imagine it's more than just sitting around a dinner table. So, what the, what does the Brat family do with the expansive light availability? I don't think it's done. Too excited, yeah, be honest. We, we enjoy excited it. Excite us, come on, come on. Make something up, you can lie to us. We don't know any better. Exactly. But no, go ahead. Uh, no, we usually just have a lot of like barbecues and all that stuff at home. We, we love spending time with our dog and taking our dog out for long walks in the wood and play around with him. And we usually always take him down to the lake and he can swim around and he can be down there for hours. But then it's obviously my, my since I got my place downtown Stockholm, my parents like to come into to the downtown sometimes and have some have some dinners up there and all that stuff and it's 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 pretty casual honestly me and me and my, me and my brother plays a lot of golf in the summer we uh play a lot of paddle tennis i don't know if you guys play you mm-hmm. guys have more pickleball here but uh we do a lot of that and uh, it's it's not too much more than that we work out a lot we skate together and then it's usually some dinners and some family time that hang that comes around i like the Everything centers around the dog, though. The whole family, everything's <laughs> always, it's always about the center dog. Center of right? the family. What kind of dog does your family have? A lab. And what's the dog's name? Nexus. Nexus. Did you name him, her? My brother named it after his hockey stick he was using, so he, <laughs> he, go. he, he got it, too. Must have had some good vibes with that exactly. hockey stick, right? Exactly, exactly. Otherwise, yeah. you wouldn't name the dog. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's the center of the family, so whatever he wants to do, the family just follows. <laughs> That's fair. Well, what do you like to do? What do you, when it's, whether well, not necessarily family, but things you like, do you like go to movies? Do you go hiking? Do you yeah, no, I golf? do. Like, um, what does Jess or Brad like to do in his time off? So usually, like, always, it's always usually starts out in the morning. It's always a workout. And then it depends a little bit when it, when it is in the season. Is it in May or is it in August? Because in August, it's a lot of skating. I skate a lot in August and work out a lot in August. And then, in May, it's more of the build-up phase going, and so I have a little more time off. So usually in May, it turns into more always coming into work out in the morning, and then maybe go go see family. I go play golf with some friends. Um, usually try to go out a little more for dinner, and then if it's in the summer and nice weather, I'll try to uh, have some dinners outside downtown Stockholm. Go with friends, play paddle tennis, go to movies. Uh, it's actually pretty. It's not not too exciting. It's pretty pretty normal life. I see it actually. Like, just that I have uh, a little shorter work hours in the summer. That it's usually one two hours, and then I'm usually free for the rest of the day. And there's a lot of time to fill for, <laughs> yeah. for the rest of the day. That was actually why I started playing golf too. Uh, I'd never play, I didn't play golf until I came here. But then I felt like I was always going working out from 
9 to 10 and I was sitting home at my parents' house from 10 to I went to sleep. So uh, I picked up golf, started to hang out a little more with buddies and playing golf. So uh, that, was a, that was a good good key for me. Uh, otherwise, spending spending time with girlfriend, wherever she wants to do, go for walks, mm-hmm. a lot of fika when I come back to Sweden, have some coffees during the day. There you go. Nice. I can just see your parents. Jesper, get out of the house. It's 10 o'clock. Go do something. It was a lot of that. Take the dog for a walk. Or yeah. How was your golf game? And when did you start picking it up? Probably three years ago, honestly. Uh, it, I, I was pretty lucky. The first year I started playing was when um, the COVID happened. So as soon as I went home for COVID, I got myself a pair of golf clubs because I figured if it's quarantine in Sweden or whatever, or if we're still able to do stuff, hopefully I'm still able to play golf because it's outside. So I got myself a pair of golf clubs and then I started playing. I probably played almost four or five times a week that whole first COVID summer. So I picked it up pretty quickly and actually had a hole in one my second round too. Nice. I played, so that was second round. probably extremely lucky, but uh, managed to Tell us about it. It was a pretty pretty normal par three, probably 180 yards or something. I probably took a club that was like two steps lower than my buddies that I played with at the time because they were hitting it so much further than me. And it was kind of like a bunker and then a little a little hill or whatever you can call it in front of the green. So you couldn't really see the green. You knew where it was, but you couldn't see how far it was. And I hit a pretty pretty good shot, honestly. And then, but you couldn't see where it landed. So we took our carts and stuff. We started going to the green and my buddy was like, there, there's no ball in the green. And I was like, oh dang, it probably rolled over to the <laughs> other side or whatever. So I picked up my, uh, my pitching wedge and I figured oh, I'll probably have to go down in the bunker on the other side and dig or, or something. And then I went down in the bunker and I said, like, there, there's nothing here. And my buddy was like, no, but you gotta go, you gotta go look if, if it's in the hole. And I was like, no, there's no chance. I started digging the high grass and just looked for my ball. And he was like, no, but come on. So he put down his bag and he started walking. And then he just dropped his bag in the middle of the green. It's like, I can't believe it. It's a, it's a ball in the hole. And then he didn't believe me. So he started asking me what kind of ball I had because he was like, there's no way that it's yours. Yeah. Uh, ended up being mine, so that was pretty lucky. I had to had to get the champagne for the boys after. Oh yeah, that's that's part of the deal. That's all. Yeah. too bad you didn't get to see it go in and, and you know, yeah, jump yeah, up yeah, and that, down on that the tee box. That would have been cool, but it was a cool experience too. But yeah, it's another cool way to do it. I mean, golfing four to five times a week—that's Manny's dream, I'd imagine. Yeah, <laughs> I get up to about two to three a week. So yeah, I, got it's, one, it's, I have one hole in one though too. Oh, wow. Same thing. Yeah. Didn't see it go in. Oh, really? Wow. I, I crushed this three wood on a, uh, you know, again, I, I don't hit the ball very far, but I crushed this three wood on a 191 yard hole into the wind a little bit. And I, we don't see it land, but we hear it hit the, it hit something. I'm like, what the heck? So a couple of guys I was playing with said, oh, no, you know, it went way over the green. Like he just blew it past. And I was walking up with the caddy and I said, there's no way. I said, it could have hit that flag and gone 60 yards either way, left or right, but I had an eye on it. I just lost it as it came down. There's no way it went long. He goes, yeah, I don't think it went long either. So we go up, and he goes, just, as we get to the green, he goes, just, just follow me. Like, he had an idea. So there, there it was. What had happened is the ball comes down, and 
it hits the front of the cup mm-hmm. and then hits the flag and just jammed in there. It was like a dead yeah. flyer, bang. So I never saw it go in, but uh, so we've got a nice little like cool. jammed in. No, the- pin was in, and it just and there was a little mark in front of the cup where you know the ball it just hit the edge of the cup, cool. made a mark going in, and it just stu- it could have bounced out, yeah. but it just stuck in there. So it was That's as lucky awesome. as could be. But uh, I've got that going for me. Yeah. <laughs> eternal, eternal happiness or eternal... Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'll have that on my deathbed. Uh, the, the old movie, most people would know it. Some might go look it up, Caddyshack. Um, so golf is a big thing. That's a cool experience that you had. Cars is a big. Cars are a big part of your life, aren't they? You love yeah, cars. Yeah, I do like cars. That has been probably like a childhood and always hobby that I always had. And then especially when I came here... Turned out to be even more of a hobby since Pav was a car freak, so that kind of didn't help. Uh, but yeah, I do like cars. Uh, uh, don't really have a car in Stockholm. I uh, actually just got my, my dad a new car that he needed a, a new car with uh, warranty and all that stuff. So I uh, got him a new car that felt good for him to drive safe and all that stuff. And then uh, usually just get rental cars and... Uh, sometimes uh, companies are also very generous and uh, helps me with sponsor cars and stuff for the summer. But uh, I do like cars, and happens a couple times in the summer that my buddies hit me up to go to certain dealerships to look and test drive their new sports cars they have. So favorite? Do you have a favorite? Uh, my favorite brand is Porsche. So uh, always been a big Porsche guy, and uh, a lot of people I ex- expect just because I like cars to be Lambo and Ferrari guy, but I stick with my Porsches. I think their build quality and uh, history of Porsche is something that excites me. Where do you test drive these things? Do you have nice open lanes that can really throttle? Yeah, yeah, it could be. Like, we have extremely good roads in Northern Europe, too, so uh, you don't really see too many potholes, (laughs) and uh, driving around in in nice cars is usually uh, pretty easy on those roads. But, uh, yeah, sometimes I got invited to track, track days, too. I uh, haven't been able to to go yet, but hopefully this summer I'll be able to go to a track day too. Be safe. Yeah, of on course. that track, of course. And so, so the last one for me does have to do about your future. Uh, you know, RFA contract negotiations. I don't know where they stand. You don't have to d- spill too many of the details. I know you're looking forward to come back. You have stated that clearly in this podcast and in other forums. You want to be part of the solution here. What kind of a summer is it going to be? Do you think? I don't know. Like it's it's a little different situation than last year. Since oh, last time I signed since the COVID and everything, and um, I don't really have too much expectation. As I said, I want to be part of the solution, and I I want to be here. And obviously, I know it's a business decision, and that's something that I have to accept. And uh, we'll we'll see where the future go. I'm gonna do everything I can to make myself a better player and uh, become better every day. And that's where my focus is gonna be. And uh, hopefully everything goes smooth and, and all that stuff. But where the future is, I, I don't really know since it's a business decision. But uh, hopefully everything everything goes well and I can uh, be here for a while and help this organization become a championship organization again. And this time next year we'll be sitting here, same scenario, talking about the first round playoff matchup that you're in. I hope so. <laughs> Sounds good. That would be a beautiful thing indeed. Well, Jesper, thanks very much for your time. We appreciate it. Have fun this summer. Uh, Stay safe and maybe another hole-in-one. Yeah, I hope so. Thanks, guys. (laughs) Jesper Bratt joining us uh, from the Legacy Lounge for this edition of Speak of the Devils, the podcast 
That is presented by RWJ Barnabas Health. Sam, thanks. A lot of fun. Yeah, a lot of, let's do it again. Yeah, let's, in a few we, weeks. We got to get <laughs> you weeks. out on the golf course. Yeah, oh no, you don't see that. <laughs> uh, you got to start somewhere, yeah, that's right? True, yeah. The longest journey begins with the, the first step. I need to have the four or yeah. five days where I can go every day and, and get better at it. All right, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, on that note, we'll wrap things up. Thanks very much for joining us, folks. We appreciate your company. Until next time, be safe, be well. So long.